Welcome to the first Tuesday of the month without an election, and thanks for electing to listen to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and here's what's happening and what's happened for November 10th, 2020. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say again, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. There are another 1,435 new cases of COVID-19 in Virginia today, and the seven-day daily average for new cases is 1,437. The seven-day average for positive tests has increased to 6.2%, up from 6.1% yesterday. There are another 31 new cases in the Blue Ridge Health District, with 12 from Albemarle, 9 from Charlottesville, and 3 each in Fluvanna, Green, and Louisa counties. There's one new case in Nelson. A person from Greene County has died of COVID, the fourth fatality in that locality. That brings the death count to 78 in the district, and no new fatalities had been reported since October 23rd. The University of Virginia's COVID dashboard lists 41 active cases, with 24 of them students. Since August 17th, there have been 1,148 COVID cases associated with UVA. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam made several announcements yesterday about how some of the state's remaining CARES Act funding will be spent. $7 million will go to the Federation of Virginia Food Banks for the purchase of food. $60 million will go to a municipal energy relief program to help people who have not been able to pay their bills. $22 million for private higher education institutions. And $25 million in Medicaid for day support programs for adults with developmental disabilities. However, the House of Delegates in the Virginia General Assembly declined to vote yesterday on a suggested budget amendment from Northam that would have provided for more money to the energy relief program. Northam also suggested dozens of changes to how other portions of the CARES Act funding should be used. Delegate Mark Sickles of Fairfax made a motion to pass by on the amendment for the day. This amendment from the governor strikes uh, a lot of language that the committee introduced to better direct, in our view, the coronavirus relief funds. Um, When we came into session August 18th, there was $1.3 billion of uh, CRF funding that had not been spent, which needs to be uh, spent by December 30th. Sickles said the House version of the bill directed more money to frontline medical workers and hospitals, but Northam's amendment would have taken that away. The governor reduced... Eliminated our language. Uh, We like our language, and we think that it's our role as the legislative branch to direct these funds. For more on this topic, read Kate Masters' article today in the Virginia Mercury. The House also passed by on an amendment that would have altered the fee structure related to nutrient credits, which are used to help improve water quality in Virginia. Delegate David Belova represents Fairfax. Whether you know about nutrient credit banks or not, they actually play a really critical role in our ability to meet stormwater management requirements as well as uh, Chesapeake Bay restoration targets. Uh, and they do that by leveraging uh, capital from the, from the private sector. Uh, and in fact, we can take a little bit of a point of pride here in that Virginia's program was recognized several years ago by the EPA as a, as a national model for how to uh, achieve water quality standards and, and do that in a cost-effective way. Belova said the Department of Environmental Quality's stormwater management program is underfunded, but there was concern that the governor's approach was not ready. Other amendments include $1 million to fund a third-party investigation into the racist culture at the Virginia Military Institute. 
That item passed 52 to 46. Governor Northam will hold a press conference at 1 p.m. today to give an update on Virginia's COVID-19 response. There are many meetings today, and for a full review of those, check out the Week Ahead newsletter. One of the most anticipated meetings is the Charlottesville City Council and Planning Commission's joint session this evening. They'll consider a rezoning on Nassau Street and get an update on the draft affordable housing plan that has been put together by the consultant hired to complete the city's comprehensive plan. This week, there will be many opportunities to participate in virtual meetings about the initiatives, but tonight's discussion between council and the commission might give a brief glimpse into what decision makers are thinking. A subcommittee of the city's Housing Advisory Committee discussed the draft affordable housing plan at their meeting on November 4th and have sent their thoughts to city council and the planning commission. The letter from the policy subcommittee expresses support for the plan, but also asks that the document include strategies for wealth creation and economic mobility. The Nelson County Board of Supervisors meets at 6 p.m., and one item includes a decision for a rezoning to allow Wildman Dan Bed and Breakfast to expand its brewery operations. The Charlottesville Economic Development Authority meets at 4 and gets an update on the COVID response. There will also be an update on the performance agreement between CETA and Piedmont Housing for tax increment financing for the first phase of Friendship Court. The Albemarle Planning Commission meets at 6 p.m., They'll have public hearings on reviews to two conservation areas known as agricultural forest districts, as well as a public hearing on a change to zoning involving recycling centers. While not a government meeting, here's another event that might be of interest. The Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society will have another installment of their Ask a Genealogist series with Dr. Shelley Murphy. She's the descendant project researcher at the University of Virginia. You can submit questions in advance. Visit the Jefferson Madison Regional Library's website to register and learn more. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. If you are enjoying the program, do consider a financial contribution. There are many ways to get that to me should you be inspired to do so. That includes paying for a subscription on Substack, sending a monthly contribution through Patreon to support general research into all of these issues, a one-time payment on Venmo, or you can mail me a check. All of these things are not necessarily mandatory to hear this program, but they do help me keep going and plan to continue a business. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment, and stay safe out there.